be a stone cold black bitch. Quick to jump it out, start popping yeah. shit. Not too submissive, I'm the type to jump yeah, in your face. Oh, yeah, a little rude, nasty dude, I'm toxic waste. A little bit of innocent, a yeah, I think I'm jaded. Puffing diesel every day just to stay sedated. Yeah. See the Eddie Kane, no one understands my rage. No one see these tears, I cry inside every day. You get the attitude when I ain't trying to deal with you. I'm a black woman, nigga respect me Independent, yes I'm bad, I was born to be I'm a black woman, nigga respect me More than just a piece of ass walking down the street Say I'm a black woman, man you come for me I gave you life, now you turn the tables back on me Say I'm a black woman, man you are me Respect the queen, you're the reason why I'm crazy this is Pooh Ivy, and you're listening to my mommy, Black Carmen, on the Black Hour. Hey, y'all. I love us for real. Um, It's me, your number one homie, Black Karma, and I am back with the second podcast of the Black Hour. Thank you guys for tuning in. I got a lot of love and support on the first episode, which I really appreciate. As I explained on the first episode, this started off as a radio show a few years ago that I silenced and decided to bring back as a podcast. But don't worry, I'm not going to go and rehash the history on every single episode. So, moving right along. So, what brings this episode about today? Let's see. Let's see. We see all of the memes that have been circulating online. Um, We've probably even shared them about how 2020 is just the year that won't let up for most people. Um, I think it's safe to say that we're all on a playing field that we all can't really quite identify with. No one really has any answers for anything. I noticed a lot of things going on. It's a lot of energy hitting the planet right now. And the crazy thing is that I personally have been dreaming about it for years, but did not quite understand what I was seeing. Looking at where we are today in 2020, it all makes sense. A lot of spiritual warfare is going on. A lot of esoteric symbolism in everything this year. So with that being said, I'm not gonna segue and go deep off into those things on this episode. What I really want to talk about is what is the cost of being black in America? I'm going to tell you how I came up with this whole um, episode. I usually do not share my political views, at least not with people. And I really don't intend on doing that today. As far as my thoughts on voting, the voting system, how it worked out, the history of this company. And you know, and that's another thing. You see how I just said the history of this company? It's so crazy because it seems like whenever I talk about America, I always call it a company. I don't never call it a country. It's something I started doing as I got older. And I don't even be intentionally trying to do that. It's so crazy how the subconscious will tell you what it is, even when your mind is like, whatever, or try to dismiss it. But anywho, the way that this came about was the whole announcement as Kamala Harris being the VP running mate or whatever. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Kamala Harris is what brought this up. And it was a few things about this whole situation. And my thing is, at the end of the day, I feel like they're trying to tell us that this is a black woman and somebody lying somewhere. 
I'm finna break it down what I mean. And this also connects to the census and why I personally don't fuck with it. My actual faith in the whole America political system, true democracy, whatever you want to call it, because it's, it's definitely not a true democracy. That was shattered when I hit 18 years old and I actually decided to vote in my first presidential election. And I really, really paid attention to a lot. That pretty much killed it. So when they were looking for someone to run on the Democratic side. And they had, I don't know if you guys remember, but at one point, it seemed like everybody and their mama was going up as the Democratic candidate for this year's upcoming election. The way that these people were coming up and how it was so many people, I felt like it was some shit to it. Then you had some people who it seemed like they were getting a little bit of traction and then they just stopped. To me personally, that seemed a little off. It seemed a little fishy. You can't trust nothing with politics, but whatever moving on so during this time we all knew that kamala harris was one of the presidential hopefuls she started gaining a little bit of traction and was doing all kinds of interviews and stuff like that right then kamala decides to drop out of the race okay now during this time i remember personally watching an interview and it's not even that i was looking to keep up so much with every detail of what was going on because i saw the shit show you know all of these people and stuff and everything that was going on, I, I saw the shit show. So I wasn't never going back and like stalking all the candidates and stuff and seeing every single thing that they did. I'll be honest about that. I wasn't. But there was one interview that I came across in particular, and I can't remember if it was her on The Breakfast Club or if she was somewhere else. But the interview just turned me off so bad because it's like you were doing too much to prove your blackness. OK, I'm going to show you what I mean. If you are truly black, okay, one of us, you ain't got to overcompensate. It don't matter how light you is. You don't. And I, I literally sat there and watched this interview and this woman, for one, said that she was of Jamaican descent. Okay. We got white South Africans. What's your point? Okay. You're of Jamaican descent. I guess that's supposed to mean you, sister. And then she went on to talk about how she loved fried chicken and hot sauce and um made mention of listening to snoop in college and smoking weed and snoop wasn't even out when she was doing her um her college career just crazy y'all who like who who in the world prepped her for this interview my god of all things that you could have said you talked about how you love fried chicken and then the way she described it was like the most it was like, you can't even describe this like a sister. It's all buttery and flaky and stuff. What? Who's responsible for that shit? It was shortly after that interview, that's when she dropped out of the whole presidential um, hopeful election. But who the hell did that? When I saw that interview right there, I knew that something wasn't popping right with the fish grease. Uh-uh, not me. My spider senses is going all kinds of off. I need to take a shower now. No, it was just ignorant, y'all. I mean, it was straight ignorant. That was like the equivalent of me saying, yeah, um, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm uh, part Spanish because I can cook the fuck out of some Spanish rice. I love that shit too, man. Let me tell you, we get the goddamn tomatoes and shit popping, the peppers and stuff like that. It'd be all light and fluffy. Oh, in the, the free house, the goddamn the beans and stuff. You see how ignorant that sound? That's how I took that from her. It's just like of all things that you could have said. To speak to your people, quote unquote. You talking about fried chicken. Bitch, we don't care. The fuck? I mean, to be honest with you, she about damn is ditzy as fucking Joe. And I felt 
find it interesting how Joe was the man when he was Obama's sidekick. I thought I would never see those memes in where it looked like Joe was going in about something and Obama all sitting there calm and collected and you know how we do memes. They'll just say something real stupid. I never thought I'd see that in. To me, this almost kind of has the same effect of how Donald Trump was your favorite rapper's favorite businessman until he became elected president. This is the same type of vibe, same time of energy. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading in too much to it. But with this also being said, I also have another point as far as Kamala Harris and her blackness, because let's be real. They done made this a blackness issue as far as who the VP is going to be. It's no, it's no secret. Shameless plug right quick, then I'm going to get right back to it with the second half of this podcast. Hey, y'all. I love us for real. It's me, your number one homie, Black Karma. And I just wanted to take a moment out and do a quick break just to let you know that in addition to um, keeping you guys entertained and informed on this podcast, I am also the plug whenever it comes down to your natural plant-based personal care products. My line, Flowers in Flames, specializes in everything from natural tattoo creams to beard balms to specialty soaps, lip balms, body butters, you name it, we do it. Take a moment, check me out. That's again, flowersinflames.com. That's F-L-O-W-E-R-A. S, the letter N in the word flames. F-L-A-M-E-S. Peace, y'all. I'm a businesswoman. I had to drop that commercial. Thank you. Okay, now back to my next point about Kamala Harris and what really bothers me about this whole situation. Why is it that whenever she decided that she wanted to run for president, she identified herself as a black woman Whereas before, she was identified as a Cherokee woman. Now, I take from this two things, one of two things. Somebody definitely lying. As I stated earlier, there's definitely something not popping right with the fish grease in this situation. My thing is this right here. You're announcing her as a Cherokee woman. So are we finally admitting that the Cherokees are indigenous people? That we are those people? Let's be real. Because everybody didn't come over here on a boat. Okay? And I'm so sick of them just pushing that narrative. That that's not the real story. I'm not saying that that did not happen, but I'm saying there were people already here. So are we now being honest and being real and saying that you know what Cherokee people are black, or are we still identifying them as others? This is my issue with the census, and this is why I personally give the census people hell every time it comes time to do a census. I give them hell because my thing is this right here the census is one of those things that help to erase us it's one of those things to help confuse us we don't even know who the fuck we is still we still identify each other as black so are we finally now admitting that the cherokees are are us not saying all cherokees but i'm saying are we finally being for real about it because y'all done called this woman Indian, y'all done called this woman Cherokee, y'all done called this woman everything but black until it came time for election time. So which one is it? What are we telling the truth about today? Because my thing is keep your foot on their neck. That's been my energy this whole year. Ever since George Floyd, keep your foot on their motherfucking neck and don't never get off. So which truth are we telling today? Because you, you can't be sloppy and act like, like you didn't do that. So let's acknowledge it. But you know how, how shit works. They're not going to acknowledge it. Why? Because that shit is going to um, that is going to require cutting a whole bunch of checks. The same thing that we're seeing as far as I'm talking about reparations for us. 
<laughs> I could trace my lineage from my mama's side back to South Carolina. The Rouses of Laura, South Carolina owned my people there. I ain't got no problem, you know, proving that our people worked on a plantation or whatever like that. And I'm not the only one. There's plenty of us. Slavery, it wasn't that long ago. You know what I'm saying? And it really ain't abolished. We all know about the new Jim Crow. Let's keep it real. So are we going to finally start being honest? Because whenever it comes time to breaking bread with us, you're going to give money to everything else except for in our hands. And now we're at a point to where the dollar is pretty much phased out. It's pretty much obsolete. You don't really have nothing backing it. So now the government wants to cut stimulus checks and stuff like that because the money ain't worth shit. Nah, fuck that. I won't mind, but you want to give me a motherfucking resource. And I ain't talking about data. Even though we know that today, data is the number one most valuable resource on the planet. It's data. Crazy as fuck. I'm old-fashioned, boo. Give me some land. Let's have a real conversation about the real indigenous people, Kamala. Go ahead on, have a seat. Let's talk about this, boo. Can we have an honest conversation about how you and Joe are the exact people that queens like Michelle Alexander told us about in works like the new Jim Crow? Let's have a real conversation. See, I told y'all, this is why I don't get so deeply invested in politics. Because it's always some shit with it. One of my favorite things to say is, ain't no kind of pimping like political pimping. And we seeing that shit at its finest this year. All around the board. Maybe I sound crazy, but I feel like we switching over into a new paradigm. A new level of slavery. Real shit, that's what we're really up under. You can disagree if you like, I don't care. But that's just how I feel. Like, even the energy is crazy. And the part that baffles me just about people and the system and just the level we are at, no one dares to break the system. We, the people, hold the power. No one dares to break it because that requires a level of work, a level of get up off your ass, dog, and do something that people are not willing to commit to. That's the fucked up part. Power to the people. They say they woke, but they sleep. Scared to break the system. Still herded like sheep. Mm. I had to freestyle some poetry for y'all on that because that's how passionate I'm going to about this one right here. Our egos is killing us because at the end of the day, to overcome everything that we're facing, that we currently facing and what is to come, because it ain't done. It's going to take a level of brotherhood, sisterhood, community overall. Like I said, it's going to require a level of get up off your ass and do something. It's going to require people really looking out for each other. It's going to require us breaking apart from this system. Let me call it, I feel like integration was one of the worst things that happened to us personally. Absolutely. Economically and what it did to the Black Family Unit, yeah. We got conned into believing that we are not as powerful as we are. Like, we at a level now, everybody talking about they woke. Well, everybody's so woke. And everybody's so awkward now. Can't nobody come together. It's going to take community. Ooh, it started storming, y'all. I got to get ready to light me a candle in a second. I got to get ready to get up off of here. But um, before I leave, right quick, just to switch it up just a little bit. And it's still kind of piggyback off of what I'm saying. Um, have you all seen this situation that's popped off with um, Tim, Tim Norman? from Welcome to Sweetie Pies, the restaurant franchise. There was also a um, reality TV series that was on OWN. I personally did not watch the series like that, but I am familiar. 
I know that this dude actually was in the news about two months ago for a situation pertaining to Jennifer Lewis, who I can't remember the basketball player. His name is Eric something. I can't remember. But Jennifer Lewis, uh, not Jennifer Lewis, wrong person. Jennifer from Basketball Wives, hell, y'all know who I'm talking about with the greenish eyes, her. They were dating and she actually came out and said that he was harassing her, he was stalking her. We do know that he had a record where he has done 10 years in prison prior to, you know, his success with Welcome to Sweetie Pies and things like that. And it's crazy because I've even listened to a few different podcasts and bloggers this year and they made mention how it's so crazy that nobody believed Jennifer when she was saying that she was being harassed by this man. I personally knew that there was something wrong with this dude when the situation popped off with him and his baby mom and he did a video and he was talking and I swear it was like I was watching a killer that was shell shocked. You can see a killer. You can identify a killer sometimes by the look in their eyes. And like the look in his eyes, like, and I remember having the most creepy feeling like, damn, like he gonna fuck around and kill that woman. Little did we all know he had already plotted to kill his damn nephew for insurance money. Why? They got a special place in hell for your kind. Woo, that's that thunder. Maybe that's my cue to go ahead on and get off here. There is some other things I would have liked to gotten into, but fool with that, that thunder. So I'm going to go ahead on the rock out and leave y'all with an original. Thank y'all for tuning in. Peace, y'all. I love us for real. Relationships when I was sure loved ones would let me bleed to death. 
Internally, I'm feeling your love for me. Penetrate and touch my core, engrave your name in me. This shit has got me fucking sick. Pistol whipped.